if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, we're live for the third edition of the Countdown to March Madness uh, program, of course, on the Anchor and Spotify and Apple, and that's where it's uploaded when it's done, right? So nailed it. Uh, we're live right now, though, on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and everyone's going to be joining us, thousands of people coming in as, uh, you know, 20 days until Selection Sunday. Wow, that's hard to believe. It's getting close. Uh, I don't know how everything's going to look before that. You know, conference tournaments, how are those going to go? We'll find out. Um, but conference tournaments do start this week, and the first one's on Thursday in the horizon. Mm-hmm. We'll get into those momentarily. But a lot went down in the last week. I mean, as is tradition with February, right? A lot of things go down in a week for college basketball. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a year where the top teams are separating themselves a lot from the others. Like I would say the top five in the country right now, maybe even the top six, if you want to include Alabama, is significantly better than the others in the top 25. Yeah. So they definitely, go ahead. The, the top teams keep winning while the other ones are just battling, it seems like. so. Yeah, and the only top team that lost this week was Ohio State, but they lost to Michigan, and that was a close game the entire way. So, right. um, you know, you look at the AP poll, you have Iowa getting back into the top 10. Uh, they were 11th. They went up to 9. Uh, Villanova goes from 10 to 8. Then you have Oklahoma from 9 to 7. Alabama from 8 to 6. Teams dropping out of the top 10. Uh, Houston lost to Wichita State. They dropped to 12. Virginia lost – Twice uh, they lost to Florida State. They got killed in that game, mm-hmm. and they lost to Duke. Um, so, of course, this triggers a conversation. Oh, man, Duke, Duke, Duke. You know what I have to say about Duke, okay? They're not good, but they're better without Jalen Johnson. And he yeah. obviously quit on his team. I think that's a, you know, I think that's a good take. The, the whole opting out thing, the entire opting out thing was COVID-related. And you can't just say that you opted out in the middle of the season when it's not related to anything other than your draft stock when you're not – when you were playing. And it's a bad look when you do it – the game before you do it, you played five minutes and they right. won. Right. Yep. So I I don't Maybe like the removing decision. that toxicity, you know, is going to help them. But they're going to have to make a, a huge run. Yeah, they definitely have. They have to win the ACC tournament because they're in a weak conference. And if you – we'll just jump onto that quote from <laughs> Josh Pastner, the head coach of uh, Georgia Tech, who uh, basically said the ACC should have 11 teams in the tournament every year. It's the best league in the country. Okay, first of all, it's not even a top three league in the country this season, not even close. No. Uh, now, normally it is a top three league, but this year it's not good. Like, Virginia's okay. 
They aren't as good as they usually are defensively, which is a worry. Florida State's good. Virginia Tech's pretty good. After that, it's bad. It's really yeah. Louisville, Clemson, not good. North Carolina is really not that good, even though they killed Louisville on Saturday, but Louisville was coming off of a COVID pause. So I get that he's saying that because he wants to, you know, because he knows You're all the coaches. That, right? I mean, that's a, just like Patino said about the Big Ten at the beginning of the season. So. But that's valid. Like, if you're not even <laughs> was, close to the it top. It was valid, but yeah. If if, you're if he would have said it at the beginning of the season and then, you know, the se- it's shook yeah. out like this and he tried to keep saying it, then – He's yeah, trying to get his team into the tournament is what he's right. doing because they're firmly, you know, on the bubble. They're not really even close in my eyes to being in the field of 68 at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, their league being as weak as it is doesn't help. So I'm sure he's trying to pump it up, you know. But sure. if you're in the Big East or the Big 12 right now, you could say that and it would be somewhat valid. But to be in the ACC and saying that, totally ridiculous. I mean, just absurd. That league is horrible this year. Mm-hmm. So there's really no disputing that because, like I said, after the top three, it's not good at all. Right. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, you know, just a fun quote by him. Could Good for him trying to get his team into the tournament, just like Patino did at the beginning of the season, and they're starting to fall apart. They should do it, right? Yeah, and I watched real quick before we get into my top 30. I watched uh, Patino's post-game presser on Saturday. Yeah. Man, I I get that they had a lot of injuries, but, boy, does he want to bring it up every five seconds. (laughs) I I mean, he said – I think Underwood – that's one coach that Underwood actually has his number, you know. Yeah. And we'll talk about that tomorrow too. So yeah. be on the lookout for that. The other one, but uh, yeah, like every five seconds, every answer he would bring up Robbins and Cal Sheer and how they're injured. It's like, okay, you're you're not mentioning your best player. Yeah, it happens to everybody. I mean, that's part of the season. Yeah. yeah, and if if like let's say the team they played Saturday, which was Illinois, if Illinois lost Kofi Coburn, that would make a big impact. But yeah. I don't think that Underwood's the type of guy that would say, you know, well this guy's injured. He, and then every time he said it, it's like it's not an excuse, but you said it seven times, so it kind of is an excuse. I mean, he that. wasn't complaining when Bosman Verdonk was injured, and you know Illinois he's, doesn't have Hutcherson. You know, he's in, he's you know? big, big pieces right there. <laughs> uh, so. If you go to – if we look at my top 30 of the week, mm-hmm. um, which I usually just kind of do it off the top of my head and kind of go with the flow. Uh, you know, I kept Baylor, Gonzaga, and Michigan the top three the same. I did flip Illinois and Ohio State. Now, I did make a field of 68 that we will discuss momentarily um, where I didn't move Ohio State off the one line because I don't think that they deserve that right now because my top 30 is not resume-based. It's not based off of, you know, your quality wins like, you're the, doing like right the tournament now. would be. Yeah, and also I, I also take into effect my personal, you know, feeling on the team. Like Loyola Chicago at 10, I love them. <laughs> I think they're very right. good. Uh, Florida State, basically the same thing. Um, teams moving in, you have San Diego State starting to climb. They're winning a lot of games. We'll talk about the Mountain West soon. Uh, Arkansas, I think, has done very well. They beat up on Florida last week. LSU is a team that I really like, and I think if they can get into the tournament, they can – possibly get to the second week. And then BYU has been winning games as well. Uh, Then the biggest mover, Florida State went up 13, Virginia down 13. Like I said, Virginia, two losses, one of which they weren't even in the game. And I'm glad that we picked them last week against the spread. (laughs) Good call. (laughs) That was my call, too. I I I don't know what I was thinking. It was a road game for them. They're not as good as they usually are. I punished Houston a little less than a lot of people did. Wichita State's a good team. Um they're not great, but right now they're on top of the American Athletic. So, 
I just say what you will about them. Showing people who dropped, it was kind of covered. Yeah, it was, oh, yeah, they, 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 they get the deal. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee, Rutgers, Wisconsin, VCU are out of the top thirty. Tennessee is Tennessee's just struggling, huh? Kentucky is the type of team, and I don't, I didn't ever think I would say this, but the way they've been playing, they could make a run in the SEC tournament because the SEC is not very good. If right. someone can pick Alabama off, even Kentucky, if they match up with Kentucky, I mean. I could see Kentucky making a run in that tournament. Kentucky or Ole Miss, one of those two. In Alabama, you know, they're not the most consistent team either. You know, no, they they've been really good in SEC play, yeah. but if they're not shooting well, they have a tendency to fall apart in games. And they're really good defensively, but like I said, they're not shooting well. Nothing's really going well for them. Right. But they have so many weapons that it's really hard to stop them. But they're a team that could. They're they're probably one of the top one seeds in conference tournaments other than whoever the one seed in the ACC and Pac-12 is uh, that could get picked off by somebody. I think Alabama, I think that with USC, even though they're very good, but we saw them lose to Arizona last weekend. Um, and I think, you know, Virginia or Florida state, probably Florida state ends up with that one in the ACC tournament. I can see them getting picked off. Yeah. So um, if you look at the other conferences, I like Villanova, Michigan and, um, you know, Baylor to hold steady there, but we'll talk about Baylor soon. I might have a little bit of a bull prediction, uh, you know, out there for people. Okay. Uh, but my field of 68 is the topic here. I'm going to pull it up on the screen just so people get a better idea of what I'm looking at here um, and what I'm trying to do. I just kind of threw it together. I didn't really plan on doing this. I don't know how much I'm going to update it, but I wanted to do it on one of the weeks but leading up because we only have, what, two more, the, two or three. Is it two more of these before? Two more like, before it starts. Is it before or after? One? I'm trying to think. Yeah, two. It's got to be two. Duh. What a stupid comment by me. Math's um, hard. It is very hard. <laughs> uh, so right now, and I'm going to actually zoom this in so people can't see all of it at once. So the one seeds, I think this is fair. Um Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Ohio State. So I think Baylor's the best team in the country, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Very close with Gonzaga. But I would put uh, Gonzaga as the number one overall seed based on the resume and the fact that, you know, they kind of control the narrative right now. Like, if you start as the number one team, you're going to stay as the number one team, right. basically, is what I'm looking at there. Uh, two seeds, I like. Illinois is the top two seed. I think that's undisputed at this point. Alabama, Villanova, Oklahoma is the team that is – jump themselves onto the two line. Uh, do you have any disputes with the two line? Uh, I think it's okay. Who you got on the three line though? So the three line is uh, Texas yeah, Tech. It's fair enough. Yeah. Wait, I read that wrong. West Virginia, Houston, <laughs> Texas Tech's on the four line. West Virginia, Houston, Iowa, Florida State. Iowa's a close one. Uh, Florida State, those two teams are very close. Um, mm-hmm. Four line, Texas Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech, Kansas, Tennessee. So Kansas has been emerging. They've won five games in a row, including a win over Oklahoma State and a win over Texas Tech. Uh, Their record's still really good. I think they're 17-7 and or something like that. So, I mean, Kansas is back. Out of the Blue Bloods, they're the best team by far. Like the the four main Blue Bloods, Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, North Carolina, Kansas is way better than those other teams. Yeah. There's not even a close second. No, yeah, no doubt about it. Because the other three are kind of jumbled together in their badness. Um, yeah, but Kansas is is going to make the tournament easily now. I, I, there's maybe some people worried early in the year. Tennessee slipping. 
I think a lot of people still have them on the three line. I don't see that. I think they're really close to five at this point. Uh, the five seeds, Texas is falling. USC, I had to put them at a five. Most people have them as a six. I love them as a five. Oklahoma State as well. They're in a very strong conference. Um, and it'd be nice, you know, to get a number one overall player in a freshman class to play in the tournament and get a good seed because Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz didn't get to play in the tournament. James Wiseman was gone at, in December. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be nice to get someone like that. And Purdue continues to emerge, despite the fact that some people think Matt Painter is a Big Ten coach here. That's a bunch of nonsense to me, but whatever. Uh, six seeds, I have Virginia, Arkansas, who is jumping highly. They're winning a lot of games. Creighton and Missouri. So Missouri is falling. Some people may have them, may have had them as a four or a five. I think they're slipping into the six line. If you ask me, BYU, LSU, Florida, and Clemson rounds out the sevens. I think Clemson is supremely overrated. Anyone who has them as a five or a six, uh, that's a little much for me. Uh, eight seeds, I went with Wisconsin, who some people still have a six or a seven. I think that's old news. I don't see uh, them as a six or a seven. I have them as an eight. Rutgers is falling, but I still like them enough to have them as an eight, but they could be a nine. And some people's eyes, UConn, I'm completely biased towards. I love this team going into the season. Um, you know, they're probably like a nine or a ten for most people. Mm-hmm. But I was either going to have UConn or Loyola Chicago on the eight line, and I went with UConn. Uh, Boise State, who is emerging, have them as an eight. Uh, the nines, I have Loyola Chicago. Of course, they could be like a six if people weren't so – you know, anti mid major. They love them as much as you did. Yeah, Xavier, San Diego State, UCLA. Um, I think those teams are firmly in tens. I went Maryland, who is starting to emerge. I think they've overtaken Minnesota for that last Big Ten spot. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. and Indiana. I mean, Indiana is barely in in my estimation, but one uh, one of Minnesota, Indiana, Maryland is going to miss the tournament. So Minnesota is that team right now because they are 0-8 in the road. Indiana could be that team in some people's eyes because they just had a quad three loss to Michigan State. Right, and they Indiana plays, what, Rutgers this week? Uh, I think think they play Rutgers and Michigan. Rutgers has fallen too, so that's – I think Rutgers is safe. Okay. Compared to the other three, I think they're safe. Sure. Uh, Oregon, I like them a lot. They're finally starting to get healthy. If Oregon's healthy – and you have Dana Altman, who, in my opinion, is one of the best tournament coaches. They can make a run. Uh, then you have Louisville, who I think is terrible, but they're going to make the tournament. I don't think they have a chance to get to the Sweet 16. Um, they've had a couple of COVID pauses, and they just haven't played as well as many would think. Uh, Colorado is a team that's a little bit overrated, in my opinion, but I think they'll be in as a 10. Uh, 11 seeds of Wichita State and Western Kentucky are solely in right now, in my opinion, due to the fact that they're leading their conferences. Now, Wichita State, I think, would still be in for me. Western Kentucky's close because I think they have two quad three losses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope they get in because I want to see Charles Bassey play in the tournament. Uh, their only opponent really in that Conference USA tournament is probably um, North Texas. I don't really see any other team that could really challenge them unless they just fall apart in that tournament. Uh, Colorado State is a Mountain West team that I have in. Uh, part of the last four in Indiana, North Carolina would be a playing game. I think Indiana would control that game, um, but we'll find out if that happens. Uh, VCU, St. Bonaventure as 12s, a couple of A-10 teams. VCU, they're flirting with being you know, a last four in team because they lost to George Mason uh, in double – I think it was a double overtime. I think it was just regular overtime 
Mm-hmm. And they were up 10 at the half, and they lost that game. Uh, Belmont, who was like 0 for 14 from three against Jacksonville State in the first half and won that game. Uh, then I have Seton Hall and St. Louis. I'm also biased for St. Louis because I thought they were so good coming into the season. Seton Hall and St. Louis are very close. I think most would not have them in, uh, but I went with it. So what are you going to do about it, people? Right. 13's uh, Winthrop, UC Santa Barbara, Toledo, and Wright State. Now, i got to say this is one of the strongest 13 lines I think we're ever going to have. Winthrop is very good. UC Santa Barbara is very good. UC Santa Barbara is 44th in the net. Now, I know the net rankings are stupid, but, I mean, they're 70th in Ken Palm. I mean, they're a pretty damn good team. I, I think that, you know, you look at their record, they've lost three games. They're all quad two games. Um, they haven't played a quad one game, which might hurt them a little bit, but, I mean, they're a good team. I think they'll, you know, definitely give fits to a four seed. And Toledo's good, too. Uh, 14's Liberty, UNC Greensboro, who I believe is playing right now. Uh, They're playing Western Carolina. They're up eight towards the end of the first half. Uh, That conference is going to be interesting. That conference tournament there for UNCG should be interesting uh, in terms of teams that can challenge them are there. Um, Abilene Christian Colgate, who I hate. I hope Colgate doesn't get in, but let him get in, whatever. Uh, They are 13th in the net, by the way. it's like a broken metric, I think. Like the way they weigh certain things, it's like that's why Colgate's so high. Really like Kin Palm and all the other metrics have uh, different variants that can, you know, actually weigh them properly, but mm-hmm. the net doesn't. That's what I was told, I think. Okay. If if I was told correctly, I don't know. Uh 15 seeds, South Dakota, Eastern Washington, Siena, and then your guys, Grand Canyon, of course, who you picked to be a bracket buster or whatever uh-huh. I uh, said the thing was. James Madison, UMBC. I wouldn't want to play UMBC if I'm a one seed. Yeah, I mean, they got that guard. You know, he's pretty tall. <laughs> if nobody five, knows we're five referencing, two. a five-foot-two guard that averages nine points, pretty sweet. Pretty impressive. Um, I, I, hope I don't care who he's playing for. Yeah. He's playing at the D1 level. That's impressive. And I solely based what I said off of uh, – the fact they beat Virginia, not anything to do with their team now. Um, other playing games, Prairie View A&M, Wagner, Texas State, North Carolina A&T. Last four in Indiana, North Carolina, Seton Hall, St. Louis. First four out, Minnesota, Georgia Tech, Utah State, Stanford. Next four out, Ole Miss, SMU, Richmond, St. John's. So St. John's screwed themselves. Like, what are you doing? You're winning so many games. You beat Villanova. Mm-hmm. Then you choke against Butler when you're up 16. Then you get rattled by DePaul at home. I mean, that's bad. Ouch. Really bad. I mean, DePaul is not good. Yeah. But they're the type of team that could maybe, you know, compete with middle of the pack Big East teams, I guess. Um, but, you know, last year probably haunts them. Uh, bids by conference, nine in the Big Ten, seven in the Big 12, six in the ACC, six in the SEC. ACC and SEC are not good. They're going to get six because of their reputation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there's some teams getting in from those conferences that aren't any good. Uh, Pac-12, four, Big East, five, Mountain West, three, Missouri Valley, two. Actually, did I pick two in the Missouri? I think I forgot Drake, to be honest. You did. I didn't hear Drake. Yeah, so, you know, that's just what happens when you don't, like, triple check. Um, so I'm just going to slip Drake in real quick, I guess, and I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, let's see. I I mean, goodbye Seton Hall, right? <laughs> See you guys. Thanks for thanks for competing uh, in the thing. So while I do this on the fly, you, you have any overall thoughts? 
I think it's pretty solid. I mean, I, I, you took the time. I don't really, I'm not going to complain with anything you say. Uh, Drake, I, you know, they just lost their other stud. So I don't know how well yeah, that's going to play out. They but. just got to, they just, what they have to do is win out in the rest of Missouri Valley regular season and then get into the tournament and win a couple games. Because, you know, they're now dealing with a situation where their guards, basically their top two players are out. And it's tough because, like, I wonder why Liam Robbins left Drake to go to Minnesota. Because I feel like he's playing against much better players. Uh, he's might not even get into the tournament while Drake could get into the tournament. Just brutal. Yeah. If you look at bracketology trends of the week, basically what everything I just said is a, a trend of some sort. If you look at the real legit trends, I think I was moving up. I think uh, um, people are holding steady with that, with the four one seeds that they have. I think Tennessee's dropping. I think Kansas is moving up. Um, Virginia's slipping. Then you have Wisconsin and Rutgers kind of falling. I think you have a team like um, San Diego State surging. And uh, that's kind of what uh, Maryland as well. That's kind of. The trends, of course, the bubble watch is uh, heating up as is per usual in late February. Yeah, Georgia yeah. Tech's coach really going hard to try to get them a bid. I uh, don't think it's going to work, but <laughs> if you notice when I was fixing my bracket, I solely moved Georgia Tech off of first four out because of what he said. So <laughs> there you go with that. Um, I hope that's what the committee does too. I, didn't, I don't even have them in next four out. They're out of the conversation. See you later. See ya. Don't say dumb stuff that normal <laughs> people can tell what it see right through you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Conference tournaments starting this week. There's three of them. It's so, crazy. Yeah. Uh, Thursday is the Horizon tournament beginning. Um, that's the first one to go. And uh, I have the bracket in front of me. Let's hear it. So on Thursday, there is four games. Uh, I think these are Eastern times, I would guess. Seven Eastern, five seed Detroit, 12 seed Robert Morris. Uh, eight Eastern, these are all ESPN Plus, by the way. So you're not actually going to be able to watch this tournament unless you're an ESPN Plus subscriber until uh, until the uh, semifinals, which is on ESPN2. And the finals on March 9th is on ESPN. So I'm going to have to get ESPN Plus for conference tournaments week thanks to this BS. Thanks for nothing, ESPN. I mean, it's it's going to be worth it, though, because I'm going to be watching some of this stuff just to try to get a feel on certain teams. Mm-hmm. Like last year during the Horizon Tournament, I feel like I had everything on lock. Like I, I was watching Northern Kentucky play. I was like, man, if they get in, they're going to be really tough. Illinois-Chicago was the same thing. Um, so you have Youngstown State and Illinois-Chicago on Thursday, Green Bay, Fort Wayne, and then Milwaukee against IUPUI. And then the um, on Tuesday the second, Cleveland State will face a team. Northern Kentucky will face a team. Oakland and Wright State. They'll be waiting that it wraps up uh, March 9th. So, who do you think wins this tournament? Uh, I, I have Cleveland State winning this um, solely based off of the fact that they only lost to Ohio State way back in December um, by six. So, there you go. I uh, I think Wright State will win it. They're the two seed in this tournament. Um, you know, I just think that 
Who's not, is Cleveland State the one seed then? Yeah, Cleveland State's the one seed. But how did they figure that out? I don't know because I I think it's based on the metrics. It's very weird because I think the regular season. Yeah, they're tied regular season. A lot of people have Wright State as the automatic but bid. So. Wright State's eighteen and five overall, and Cleveland State's sixteen and seven. So that's weird. Well, I haven't really watched much of Horizon basketball. Maybe head to head. I assume head to head, right? Yeah, I haven't really watched much uh, Horizon State I basketball. Any. Horizon State, Horizon basketball. When they played the back to back, here's the weird part: Cleveland State beat Wright State by two, and then the next day, Wright State beat them by thirty six. So. <laughs> I like Wright State. They're very balanced. Their yeah. defense is hardly better than their offense, and they're both top 70 in metrics. Um, they're very, you know, they're quick. They move the ball up and down the floor. They're a top 60 tempo team. Um, and then the other thing that I think is that it's really hard to score on them in the paint. They are second in the country in block percentage. So um, pretty good. I just, I think the Wright State's much better. I don't know. I, I it's going to be hard because Wright State's going to be facing, you know, second lowest seed. That's going to be a win. These teams could meet in the finals, but based off the way that the games went earlier, it's very confusing. The fact that they beat them by thirty six after losing by two, uh, we'll it's see. Though very weird. Yeah, I think Northern Kentucky's a team to keep an eye on. There, they did also beat Wright State um, later in the season. So it seems like a lot of games that Wright State played in that they won were blowouts. Like they beat Oakland, you know, by 39. They beat Youngstown State by 28. They beat Cleveland State by 36. They beat IUPUI by 30 and then by 28. They beat Robert Morris by nine, then by 30. (laughs) I mean, it makes no sense. They beat Illinois Chicago by 25, then by 20. They beat Milwaukee by 11 and then 10. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Wright State's much better than everybody else in the conference, but you never know what conference tournaments. That's right. All right. Uh, the other one we have a bracket for is the America East tournament, where the one seed is UMBC, the two seeds Vermont. They split a back-to-back last week. The three seed is New Hampshire. Four is Hartford. Uh, five is Albany. Six is Massachusetts Lowell. Seven is Stony Brook. Eight is NJIT. And nine is Binghamton. Didn't Illinois play Stony Brook in the NIT a long time ago? That sounds right. Yeah, I think they did. Who you got in this one? I'm going to take Vermont. Um, I know they just got beat by UMBC um, after beating them, but um, I think Vermont's slightly better than UMBC. So that's what I'm going with. I would agree with that. Uh, Vermont has better shooters, I think. Um, You know, they're better offensively than defensively, but they've been pretty efficient from three. Uh, and from two, more so from two, if you go over their two-point percentage, 35th in the country. Um, so I like Vermont more than UMBC. I don't really think there's another team that could really compete with any of these two because I think there's a pretty big drop-off between two and three. Um, you know, Steph Smith, if he can play the way that we've seen him play in the past, very good guard, very good shooter. Um, they got to get him to keep going. And, uh, yeah, I think Vermont also wins. I would pick them. For this one, and then finally we have the Big South, which there's no bracket for because there's still a couple more days of conference games. But that tournament will begin on uh, Saturday, the 27th. So this Saturday, so we'll have three days straight of conference tournaments starting. So uh, on ESPN Plus, basically, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way that it goes. 
Um, so I'm going to have to do it. I mean, it's only five bucks for a month. That's really not bad because I'm not going to be using it in the month. So uh, there's a huge drop off between the number one team in the conference and number two. You have Winthrop at yeah. 17 and one, and you have Radford, who did give them a game a couple weeks ago at 12 and six. So I'm assuming you're going to take Winthrop. Yeah, I have Winthrop. Um, I mean, it just seems seems like they're not going to. Ha- I mean, it's not. I a lot of teams played them close during this the season. So yeah. I don't know, they could get knocked off, but I just think that they're far and above the rest of the teams, but I don't know. High point, you know, they beat high point by six and then beat them by eight. You know, I UNC Asheville's their only loss. They lost by two. So for all these games, I mean, they had a lot of, you know, four, five, 10 point games against, other teams in the conference. So this could be an interesting one if because does Winthrop get in if they lose this? Um in your eyes? I don't think so. Yeah. So I think this is a conference where winning get team, in. I mean yeah. I might I might take Presbyterian just because <laughs> why not? <laughs> they are three hundred and twenty seventh in the country. So. <laughs> uh yeah, there I'm gonna go. go with Winthrop. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could see Furman giving them some 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 problems. Yeah, uh, you know they're not really a bad team at all. Um, that's not even the same conference I read. That I was gonna say, um, where's Furman at? They did play Furman. I just got confused on when the okay. schedule was. I got you. I didn't know they played non-conference, but they did play UNC Greensboro, who leads their conference. They beat them by eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, other than Radford, I don't really see a team giving them too many issues. Maybe. Maybe Campbell. I mean, I doubt it. This conference is such a big gap. It's it's going to be hard for anybody to beat them. Um, you know, they're very good defensively. They're very fast. They, you know, can control a possession offensively. Um, they're not that efficient offensively, which might hurt them. But um, they do a lot of little things correctly and right. So, I don't know. Uh, I would take Winthrop as well, though. I don't know where people see Gardner Webb. Maybe they haven't had a great season in conference, but they're not too bad. But I mean, Campbell and Longwood both have pretty big winning streaks coming in. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that one goes. We'll see if we get any of these conference picks right because they're actually going to finish conference tournaments this year. So that's exciting. Uh, yeah. Let's go now to this shifting from mid major conference tournaments to. Top five high major freshmen this season. Uh, it's a pretty good freshman class. Who do you? Who's your number one freshman? I mean, we're really not going in order, but I think everyone knows who the number one guy is. I uh, I would say Hunter Dickinson is number one. I don't care about. Well, Kate, you're wrong, but you could say Kate Cunningham. I don't care about any of those other people. Um, the impact that he has had for Michigan, I think, has been huge. Um, nobody was really looking at Michigan as a, you know contender in the big 10 and i mean i was sure you were i had him a five it's, it's contending <laughs> yeah, sure it is um, but i don't think anybody thought that they would only lose one game this deep into it um i think he's a huge part of it just the way that he sees the court as a big man uh his passing ability um and then just being seven foot tall and being able to do things around the hoop it's impressive you go ahead yeah. and Tell me Cade Cunningham, though. Cade Cunningham is the best. Uh, 18 <laughs> points, six rebounds, three assists. 
can uh, you know run the point six foot eight, can shoot, can he's pretty good defensively. Uh, he's the best overall player, I think. All this Dickinson, time, I thought you didn't like him, but I think yeah. Dickinson has had a huge impact on Michigan, definitely. But I still think Cade Cunningham's the best freshman in the country, and he's gonna be an All American. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Dickinson will be an All American, but Cunningham will. So that's my argument for that. Who's your number two? Uh, I'm going with, uh, well, I mean, Cade Cunningham was my next one. We already talked about him. Okay. I went with Evan Mobley, okay. who's averaging 17 points and eight rebounds. Uh, he's going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft, which means nothing here, but yep. he's by far the best player on USC and uh, they're the number one team in the back 12. So yeah. I have Evan Mobley. I didn't really put him in order, but I got, I didn't either third technically as I listed these. So, yeah, I like Dickinson uh, at third. If we're going to go in order, mm-hmm. 14.7 board, 64% from the field already the third best big in the big 10, probably behind we were going off of centers behind Garza and Coburn. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis is not really a center. But uh, if we're going by centers, he's the third best. He's better than Trevion Williams, definitely. Um, who, who, uh, who else you got? I got Cameron Thomas of LSU. He's averaging uh, about 23 a game, three rebounds. And uh, he, when I was looking at stats, uh, the one I looked at was from December, apparently. Um, he was shooting – Almost 40% from three. He is now down to 30%. But, yeah. Um, but uh, real good ball player. 40, 30, 90 is what he's at. So, okay. I mean, he shoots a lot. You know, yeah. he's averaging 22 a game. Uh, last five games, 25 against Texas Tech, 22 against Alabama, 25 against Mississippi State, 25 against Tennessee, 27 against Auburn. So he's basically carrying the LSU team into the yeah. firm bubble should be in the tournament type. So you're going to want to see him in the tournament. Uh, what's your last one? Uh, my last guy was Jalen Suggs, but he told me that I couldn't pick him. Um, so I went well, with major, so. Moses Moody <laughs> of Arkansas. So Yeah, I had Sharif Cooper of Auburn, who's a reclassed freshman who came in, I think, in like early January. And he's averaging 20 points, four rebounds, eight assists, elite playmaker. Elite. And I'll tell you right now, if he doesn't go to the NBA draft, which I think he will, and I don't think he should, but if he if he doesn't go, Auburn is going to be very good next year, and they're going to be eligible for the tournament. So uh, if he stays, they'll be really, really good. Uh, let's go power six sleepers, one per conference. We'll start in the ACC. Who you got in the ACC to you know be a little bit of a sleeper? Uh, I'm going to go with North Carolina, actually. Um I know that that's weird to say North Carolina is a sleeper, but um, I think if North Carolina gets in, which they should, I think uh, Roy Williams will get them going in the tournament. So don't I don't ever doubt his ability to make a run in the tournament. Yeah, I'm not so sure that my pick is really like a like a huge sleeper. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but Virginia Tech. I mean, a lot of people, yeah. you know, might not see them as. Some people might think they're the third best team in the conference. I say that's probably semi-accurate. I mean, they're right there. Uh-huh. I think one, two, and three in the ACC is kind of jumbled together at this point with the rest not being uh, very good. But you look at some of their wins. You know, they beat Virginia. They beat Villanova. But they also have some puzzling losses like Pittsburgh and uh, Penn State. So that kind of hurts them a little bit. But they're very balanced. You know, their their defense is better than their offense. Um 
you know, they just they do a lot of things well. I think Mike Young, who came from, uh, over from Wofford, has done an excellent job there. Mm-hmm. I know they're always they're always good for one huge win each season. Like last year, they beat uh, Michigan State when Michigan State had still had Winston and Tillman at Maui. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're always good for for one huge win a year. And this year was Villanova, but they also beat Virginia. So I think people might overlook Virginia Tech in the tournament, and I think they can make That's- a run. That's a fair argument. I like it. Who do you have in the Big Ten? I uh, I don't know if it's really a sleeper anymore. I still don't feel like they're getting much respect. Um, I picked Purdue. Um, they're sitting alone in fifth place in the Big Ten. Um, really good at home. Not so great on the road. Um, but I think that they had you know they're a younger team, and I think that they're they're finally starting to mesh and play better as a team. Um, so I could see them making a run, but I think you had them as like a five, right? So, yeah, I think they're one year away from really, really being yeah. good. Yeah. Cause they're going to be very good next year. I went with Rutgers. I know that they've been bad recently. They've struggled. Ron Harper jr. Can't make a shot to save his life. <laughs> yep. He's been horrible in the last month, but if they can get geo Baker and Ron Harper jr. Going, they will be hard to beat because they already have miles Johnson and Jacob young who are tremendous defensively. If they can get them going, and Steve Peichel's an excellent defensive coach. They're 11th in adjusted defense on Ken Palm. So I think people will be sleeping on Rutgers because of how well they started and how much they've fallen off. They're still a very talented team. So right. I could see them making a bit of a run. And the Big East, my answer is not surprising. What's yours? Mine's Creighton. I mean, is there, is there that many teams in the Big East that could be sleepers? I was, you know, just looking at it, I don't know. I mean, there's this team coached by Dan Hurley, UConn. Well, uh, yeah, UConn's got to get in first. Let's just calm down. They're going to get in. I'm, I was making sure that I picked a team that was definitely getting in. UConn's going to get in. <laughs> they need James Booknight to be healthy Yeah. when they get in to make a run. Yeah. Fourth and block percentage, they're huge on the interior. A little bit inexperienced, but still very good. My one thing with them is that they play so slow, and they should play so much faster. Mm-hmm. 319th in adjusted tempo. Play faster, please. Thank you. Uh, I really like them, though. I really like them, and I've said that many times. There's about one team per conference that I just really like a lot. Like, for example, in the uh, Big East, it's UConn, right? In the in the in the in the Big 12, Oklahoma State team that I really like. So that's a segue. Big 12, who you got? Big 12, I got Texas. I know that they're. Uh struggling a little bit lately but uh I, I really like them um I I just like their shooters when they're when they're shooting well they're really good but you know they're they're a hit and miss team so I went with Oklahoma State obviously uh 19th in adjusted defense mm-hmm. they play good defensively Cade Cunningham is a he's not the most made for March player because that's obviously Io Desumu but he's right there you look at a player that is made to play in March. Kate Cunningham's one of those guys. Uh, the only problem that I have with them is that they're very inexperienced. Because mm-hmm. if you look at, you know, if you if you dive into Ken Palm a little bit, you'll see that they are uh, what we in the business would say inexperienced because they are uh, 322nd in experience. Yeah. Not good. Their average player is 1.11 years of a player. So basically, little like early sophomore is their average. Mm-hmm. So there you go with that. Uh, Pac 12. 
Uh, Pac-12, I picked Colorado. Um, just because looking at the Overrated. Pac-12, that's fine. <laughs> looking at the Pac-12, I mean, who are you going to pick? USC, best team in the conference. UCLA, I mean, second best team in the conference. So how many teams will they get in? Four, five, maybe? Stanford four, getting in? If Stanford yeah. gets in five, probably four. So Colorado is going to be the worst team in the Pac-12, which I think that they can still make a run. I mean, they beat USC earlier in the year. I think they beat Oregon. Um, so you got to watch out for the Buffalo. Buffalo! Yeah, they're not any good. Uh, they're, I mean, they're fine, but I think they're overrated. Uh, I would definitely say Oregon. I mean, Dana Altman's a great coach. He always wins in March. They're top 15 adjusted offense and defense. They're getting players back. They have they need to be healthy. They have Will Richardson. They have uh, Eugene from Eugene, as Bill Walton calls him, even though he's not <laughs> actually from Eugene, but Eugene from Eugene, Eugene Omaroye, uh, Chris Duarte is a stud, and LJ Figueroa from St. John's. So they're a loaded team coming in. They're finally starting to get healthy. They're finally starting to play a lot of games. They had COVID issues. Right. They're going to make a run again. I love Dana Altman teams in March, and I'm sticking with it because you know what? They're a sleeper, 37th on Ken Palm, 38th defensively in the country. They beat Seton Hall early in the season, which doesn't look great, whatever. Don't care what people think about that win. <laughs> they beat up on Stanford. Yeah, they lost to Colorado. Big deal. They beat them in the second matchup. Uh, they beat Arizona State, who is still a good team despite having a horrible record. They still have some talent there. Give me Oregon. Don't care. Dana Altman wins in March. I'll take the Ducks. SEC, what do you got? Um, I was going to pick Missouri, but I my my body just won't let me physically do something like that. So I'm going to go with LSU. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I also <laughs> went with LSU. They have an elite scorer in Cam Thomas. They're sixth in adjusted offense. Top 40 in the country and adjusted two-point percentage and free throw percentage. That's a fun fact for you. I'm glad we picked the same so you could run all these stats. Exactly. They're 50th overall in a strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. 27th in the net, which doesn't matter, but whatever. They're also 18th in the adjusted strength of schedule according – 50th in the strength of schedule according to Ken Palm, 18th according to the other things that they go, the other metrics or whatever. Three and six in quad one, which – you know, it's fine. I mean, you look at their quad one losses, Alabama twice. They got killed in both of those games. Texas Tech by five, Florida by four, uh, St. Louis by four, and then Kentucky they lost to by 13, which is a little weird, but what can you do? Um, LSU is that team in the SEC. Uh, Mountain West is what we're going to go into next. Who is the best team in the Mountain West? Go ahead. I'm going with San Diego State. They're uh, starting to starting to come. Uh, I think they've won like <laughs> nine in a row. <laughs> um, starting to come together pretty well. Uh, they got uh, Mitchell and Sha- Shackle. Um, yeah, both averaging about fifteen a game. Uh, Shackle's forty five percent from three, and uh, Mitchell's thirty eight percent. So got some shooters. They got another guy that's forty two percent. Impressive. Are you all right? <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> I'll take Boise State. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they're close in the net. 30 second. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they, they both they play twice this week, too. So that's those are huge games. Yeah. Um <laughs> 
take it over. <laughs> what do you want me to take over? I think uh, we're going to find out who's better uh, this week weekend. Uh, they play Thursday and Saturday. Uh, so back-to-back games. It's going to be pretty good. pretty good week. Uh, we'll see who comes out ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, you got anything else on your team? Boise State, you got any defensive efficiencies you want to throw out? I or, do. Boise uh, State okay. is so... – <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Oh, man. 16th in adjusted defense, 48th in adjusted offense, of course. I'm back to normal. 40th in the power basketball power index, uh, 68th has the metrics, 55th in Ken Palm, 32nd in the net, 2-2 two and two against quads, 1-2, and 4-0 in <laughs> – I don't know what's wrong with me. Four and zero in quad three. I haven't laughed in like a month, so that's probably good. That's good. You know, I'm just getting getting it out. Uh, laugh attack. Help you do that. <laughs> you know, unintended words. It happens. Nine and zero in quad four, which is important. You win your quad four games. That's important. I like San Diego State a lot, though. I think the better team, maybe not on paper, but the better team is Boise State. Um, but if you look at the actual metrics and the stats, people will think that it's San Diego State, who is 19th in Ken Bomb. They're very uh, friendly with the metrics. They're 16th in adjusted defense, uh, mm-hmm. 10th in as the metrics overall. So they're pretty well rated in those in, with those stats. But um, I still like Boise State a little bit more, but those games this week will be huge. Uh, the other two options would be Colorado State and Utah State. Mm-hmm. Utah State not very good, you know. They've they're been struggling. They've, they've lost, lost their, players. Yeah, lost second, the last two or something. Yeah, two losses uh, in quad three as well. Those quad three losses are killer to a lot of resumes. Um, those two quad three losses were South Dakota State and they lost to UNLV, so pretty bad losses um, by the numbers. But yeah, I'll go Boise State. You take San Diego State. We'll find out this week. We'll find a yeah. little bit more. You want to bet on them? Not at all. Um, winners and losers of the week. This is your segment, so go for okay. it. Okay, yeah. Uh, winners of the week. Uh, I picked all big schools because the little ones really don't matter, do they, until we get to tournament time. So uh, Michigan would be my biggest winner of the week, I think. Um, came off a three-week uh, COVID break, I guess. Uh, two of those weeks, they did, actually didn't get to do anything. Um and then they go to beat Rutgers. They beat Ohio State yesterday, um, and they look like the best team in the Big Ten right now, um, by far. I think. Um, you know that that Ohio State game was was semi close, but I think it was. I don't think it was as close as the score indicated. Personally, um, my uh, next winner would be Maryland. Um, they uh, nobody really had them in the tournament up until this week, and then they beat Minnesota. Luckily, they got to play Nebraska twice, beat them twice, and then they beat Rutgers. So, um, And then Rutgers, of course, I think would be a loser. They've only won one of their last four games. Uh, I think they're leaning towards the bubble. Um, yeah. you, I know you, you don't believe that because Minnesota's kind of taken over the bubble area for the Big Ten just because they're 6-10 and 10 and everybody Indiana. else is – is pretty close. Um, yeah, and Indiana. Uh, Florida State I have as a winner, uh, beating Virginia. And uh, I think they're up 
two or three games in the ACC now. And yeah, Florida Virginia. State. Florida State's Either response. Way. Florida State's response to going to overtime with Wake Forest was to kill Virginia. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty good response right there. And with yeah. everything that they lost last season, still very good. I mean, they lost uh, Vassell, I think, was mm-hmm. one of their players there, right? I mean, he was yeah. a first-round pick to the Spurs, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they lost some guys, but they still have players. And Leonard Hamilton's a pretty good coach. So that definitely helps. Um, yep. That's just, you know, the, the skinny on them. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my last winner I got is Kansas. Um, after falling out of the top 25 uh, for 200 whatever weeks that was, um, they've now won five in a row, like you said earlier, and they did beat Texas Tech on Saturday, which is a really good win. Um, as far as losers, uh, Virginia uh, lost to Duke, lost to Florida State, got stomped by Florida State. Um, I did put Drake as a loser just because uh, their second best player is now out and pin, um, not necessarily because they lost anything, just they're going to have a tough climb back to uh, to make the tournament, I think. Um, staying in, really. I yeah. Mean, if they lose in. another regular season game or if they lose to like a Valpo again in the tournament or if they lose to like a Northern Iowa or Bradley, pretty much anyone other than Loyola, yeah. they're in big trouble. Yep. Um Next one, I have I put Indiana down just with that loss to Michigan State. Um, they they seem to be sliding the wrong way. Uh, they have a big game, like I said, against Rutgers this week. Um, I think that um, that's one that they need to win. Really, do you um, do you think it's time to start talking about maybe Archie Miller being on the hot seat there? I think Indiana fans have been talking about that for. A couple well, of I know years. every time they lose, uh, the common section is filled with fire, or, yeah. uh, fire Archie Miller. But like, it's might be valid at this point. You there's, can't lose that game. There's a lot I mean, of comparisons to you know Underwood, Illinois, um, got hired at the same time, yeah. and uh, Ohio State's coach, I believe, got hired at the st- same time. So two of those are not like the other right now. Exactly. Exactly. Like Underwood basically has two tournament appearances because last year counts. Right. And Archie Miller, if they lose another game, I mean, I don't even know if it matters if they, if they lose to Michigan this week, that's another loss. I mean, as much as people may look at it as, yeah, you're losing to Michigan, but look at their other losses on their resume. Like you cannot lose that game to Michigan state. And uh, the good thing for teams playing Michigan state is that when you play them in their place, it's not going to be a quad three loss. So, yeah, like when true. Illinois plays them tomorrow, if they lose that game, it's not a quad three loss. Right. right. But the one for Indiana was, and if you look at their resume, that's two quad three losses now, Michigan State and uh, Northwestern. So, Ouch. and then I you mean, look at three and seven in quad one is, you know, it is quad one, so it's not bad. I mean, their losses are Texas, Florida State, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, Illinois twice, and then their wins are, uh, or their other losses, Purdue, their wins are Maryland. They did beat, wait, they lost to Ohio State as well. Iowa twice they beat, so that's somehow happened. And they beat Maryland, <laughs> but they're also 5-1 and one in quad two, so it's close, 12-10 and 10 overall. Being in the Big Ten is going to help them, but I don't know yeah. if they're going to make the tournament. But the question is, do you, I mean, who – so would the Big Ten only get eight teams in? I mean – If Indiana and Minnesota continue to slide, I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Minnesota has a huge target on their back with the committee because they haven't won a road game. Right, right. That can't be good. In a year where there's no fans and you haven't won a road game, very yeah. bad. Yeah. 
True. Um, losing next one. I have I put Tennessee down. Uh, lost to Kentucky. They've lost two of their last three, like we talked about earlier. Um, so they're sliding the wrong way. And then uh, my last one is your team, uh, St. Louis. Uh, lost to Dayton, which Dayton's not a bad team. I mean, really, they if they get their stuff together, they could be a, a tournament team. But uh, you know, St. Louis trying to battle for that at-large bid. Um, I still but, think they're in barely. Yeah, yeah. I but that's they're they're close. They can't they can't be losing any more games. So. They also have a very good chance to win the A10 tournament. So. Right. True. They have what we in the business refer to as the best rebounding guard maybe in the last decade, which is Jordan Goodwin, who averages like 10 rebounds a game as a guard. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, another loser of the week could be Minnesota, right? I mean, getting run out of the gym in your own place. I know it's a good team you're facing, but yeah. getting just obliterated and then you're still in the bubble. Yep. You can consider agree. them yeah. there as well. Yep. Um, so who's your overall team of the week? Uh, like I said earlier, uh, I think Michigan is team of the week this week. Uh, like I said, coming back after that pause, um, I think they've, have they played three games since that? They've won them all. Yeah. They played um, Wisconsin Rutgers and Ohio state, which then, are three tournament teams. Yeah, and then went into Ohio state and won. Like I said, I, that game was close, but I, I don't, I still don't think it was as close as six points or whatever it was. Well, Dwayne Washington Jr. hit some big shots to yeah. keep Ohio State. C.J. Walker had a couple big ones, and E.J. Liddell yeah. did as well. E.J. Liddell's unreal. Yeah, he should have gone to Illinois. Uh, I went with yeah, Kansas. He loved Ohio State was why he went there. Yeah, I I went with Kansas, 17-7 and seven overall yeah. in the year, 11-5 and five in the Big 12. They held a bad Kansas State team to 41 points, and then they beat Texas Tech. Five straight wins after their loss to West Virginia. Uh, honorable mention would be Michigan. So yeah. that's what I got there. Player of the week. I think we had the same one for this one. Yeah. Noah Williams of Washington state uh, had 12 points Monday against Washington, 32 Thursday against California, and then a 40 spot against Stanford on Saturday. So um, yeah. I, that Stanford game had to go into like triple Double overtime because <laughs> he played 52 minutes. Yeah. Um, so it had to be triple overtime, right? I, I guess. Yeah. But, I don't know. I but I don't know. He was, he was four or six from three against California, eight of 18 from three against Stanford, 18 threes. It's so, pretty good. Uh, he, he was, he was one rebound away and three assists away from a triple double really? against Cal. So yeah, Washington state's going to be really good next year. I think if they can keep everybody there, they're yeah. going to be good. So uh, they're much different than Washington. Washington had big recruits for years, didn't get into the tournament when they had Markel Fultz or Jaden McDaniels, didn't get into the tournament. And now Washington State turned it around. So they're different. They're opposites at this point. Uh, Yeah, I also went with Noah Williams. Uh, This is a fun one, realistic or unrealistic. I had four random, randomized basically, Mm -hmm. uh, tournament scenarios for the final four. And I'm going to give you the scenario. You're going to tell me if you could see it happening or not. Okay. The first one is a, a crazy one. This is uh, Florida, who's a projected seven. Oklahoma State, who's a projected six or seven, depending on who you ask. Purdue, who's a predi- uh, projected six or seven. And Wisconsin, who's a projected seven or eight. So uh, I'm going to say unrealistic. Um, I would agree. 
I don't know if Florida is good enough to make a run. I could see Wisconsin somehow no. making a run. No. Um, I, if I could. I, I, it's just something about Wisconsin. Oklahoma um, State and Purdue are much more likely to make a run, I think. Yeah. I, you know, if if uh, Young and what's the other dude's name? Potter. What? Well, not Young. What's the other dude's name? Potter and. Trace? No. Reavers? Reavers. If they can figure out basketball um how to rebounding rebound. yeah um they, they they could make a run but yeah though that's that is the craziest um final four yeah i don't think there's a scenario where at least one of the one seeds will get into the final four i think right right uh this one's a little more realistic but also kind of crazy at the end okay gonzaga yeah. virginia who's projected three four or five Okay. Oregon, who's a projected 10, and North Carolina, who's a projected 11, and some have them as first four out. That, yeah, I could see that happening. Like I said, I think North Carolina has a chance to make a run. I I know you love Oregon, but I don't I don't know if I see them in the Final Four. Oregon has a much better chance to get to the Final Four than North Carolina. Okay. All right. Well, you, they got Eugene from Eugene in the front court. They have three really, really good guards with Duarte, Figueroa, and Richardson. Plus, their coach aligns Rubik's cubes. I mean, come on. That's all you need. Uh, this one I think is extremely realistic, but maybe not for some. Like the next two are pretty realistic. Uh, this one is Gonzaga, mm-hmm. Illinois, mm-hmm. West Virginia. And Loyola Chicago. This is my dream Final Four. If we can get Baylor in there over West Virginia, this one, <laughs> I, it's random, randomized. So, if we can get Baylor in there over West Virginia, oh man, I would love that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think that one is, except for your team, um, Loyola. They're gonna get in again. Last time they were in the tournament, they got to the Final Four. Who's stopping true. them now? They're better now than they were then. That's true. Their front court can shoot. Okay. They're still really good. Different. Yeah, sure. but I it it's all depending on what region they're in. If they're in the region with Ohio State, why not? Their backcourt is excellent and can shoot. Braden Norris, Keith Clemens, Lucas Williamson. They have one of the best centers in the history, or I guess forwards, one of the best forwards in the history of the Missouri Valley with Crowig. Their bench is good. They have, you know, uh, good shooting overall. They're well-coached. Porter Moser could easily be a power six coach right now if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very realistic. Uh, this one also pretty close. I would say Baylor, Michigan, Florida State, Creighton. I think so far that's the most realistic one you've had. I think number three is the most realistic because sure you because I don't think Creighton is – Creighton is so hot and cold. Like if they play like they did against Villanova, then sure. The if they play like they did against – yeah, exactly. So I don't – I'm banking on them going. not being hot. Okay. Because Cold if, they, if they play like they did against Villanova, sure, they can get in. If they play like they did against Georgetown, they're not mm-hmm. going to get into the Final Four. Sure. Uh, Florida State, I could definitely see Baylor, Michigan. Those are givens. But if we can get Gonzaga, Illinois, Baylor, and Loyola Chicago in a Final Four, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd I would be, your, be, I'd be so your dream, thrilled. wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. And anyone who thinks that that's not realistic, in there maybe too, huh? Ooh, man, slip UConn in there <laughs> over Gonzaga. I'm all in. Uh, so this is a instantly three coach trait, obviously, just for fun, just because I was trying to think of stupid topics to do. Okay. Uh, if you had to pick one offensive coach that's going to be in the coaching in the tournament this year, who would you pick? Uh, I'm going to go with the best offensive team in the nation and Mark Few. 
That's a cop out. But I also <laughs> went with them. I mean, I mean, if, I didn't we're, really, if we're being realistic or unrealistic, uh, realistically, <laughs> I didn't really base it off of this year solely, though. Like, yeah, they've been top twenty-five and adjusted offense for six straight seasons. Wow, they impressive. were. They're number two on Ken Palm this year, but they're basically number one. I mean, Iowa's number one slightly, and I would – you look at the game they played, I would take Gonzaga. I don't think that Fran's making them number one, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> and then you look at, like, the, the if you compare the players, Suggs is much better than Bohannon offensively. I mean, I wow. know Bohannon can shoot, but Suggs can do more. Uh, Corey Kispert's a better three-point shooter than Joe Wieskamp. He cancels him out. Second guard, probably C.J. Frederick. I'll take Joel Ayayi. Thanks for coming. Uh, Drew Timmy and Garza, you know, they're both really, really good. Like, I think Garza has been slightly overrated at this point just because of the way he's played in the Big Ten. That being said, uh, I would take Gonzaga as number one this year. They were number one last year. They were number one in 2019. They've just gotten better every year. Like, they were 14th in 2018, 16th in 2017, 22nd in 2016. So, from 2016 to now, they're 22nd, 16th, 14th, number one, number one, number two, basically number one. So that seems good. Uh, defensively, seem good. what coach would you pick? Defensively, I went with uh, Houston and Kelvin Sampson. That's a good pick. I went with Tony Bennett, a uh, guy that I really like. Twenty uh, third this their year. Defense isn't as good as what has been. I didn't base it off of this year. So, okay. so I mean, they're twenty third this year. Not good. <laughs> but if you look at the track record, they won that national championship in twenty nineteen. Number one last year, number five in 2019, number one in 2018, number two in 2017, number seven in 2016. So he knows how to coach defense. And when Illinois fired John Gross, I wanted him at Illinois, even though it was a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. But he should have come to Illinois. So his mistake, even <laughs> though he wouldn't have won a national championship, but whatever. Uh, players coach, like a coach that is good at recruiting, seemingly a motivating coach, probably a former player. Uh, you're not biased at all. Who would you take? <laughs> I would take Brad Underwood. Um, no doubt. Oh, I, sure I just, in the back I, says it all. I do like the way he coaches, though. Um, and, and I like the thing is, you either as a player, you either love the way Brad Underwood coaches, or you hate it and you leave. Like Mark uh, Smith. Smith and uh, <laughs> Coleman Lands and uh, Tillman didn't come <laughs> before. You know. Yeah. Uh, Trevion Jones and the uh, people who like it, Trev well, Frazier. Yeah, and, and then you know, and it is what it is. But uh, just the way I, I just like that bulldog mentality, and I think that his players would run through walls for him. Um, they do get lackluster sometimes, but uh, I don't know if it's so much because of him or just because that's the way kids are these days but if he can get them to play like they did Saturday nobody's beating them right except for maybe Gonzaga and Baylor and maybe Michigan but whatever <laughs> um I went with Jawan Howard okay. you know he's had elite recruiting classes and elite transfers like two of their big puzzle pieces this season are Smith and Brown mm-hmm. both transfers okay yeah. their biggest piece offensively other than maybe Isaiah livers even though I think Dickens has been a bigger impact freshman recruit next year two five stars three four stars players love playing for him he's a former player he played at michigan he's got that you know aura about him does that wear off though i mean does maybe the wanting to come play for somebody like that wear off eventually um i i don't know i just i don't know 
I, I think some of my friends have asked that. I just don't know. Well, he's off to a better start than Penny Hardaway. So sure, you got that you got that. I mean, for sure. not that Hardaway didn't get great players. I don't know. You know, he got great players, bad. and he and he cheated, and he can't coach. You know, it's, or bad. you know, another so. former player that can't coach, Mister Jerry Stackhouse, of course, who's a bum. <laughs> we won't go into that. Maybe okay. we should. Five <laughs> wins in two years, and he's bitching about people complaining. Seriously, you worried about what people are tweeting about you, Jerry? You're a head coach. <laughs> Okay, and stop dressing like like you're in like a 1940s barber shop, dude. Get with the program. No one's wearing suits anymore. Seriously, he's like wearing this fancy ass suit. I mean, seriously, get over yourself. He cares about himself. Oh, he cares more about what his suit looks like than his five and twenty five record in the SEC in the last two seasons. I don't care if you're coaching at Vanderbilt. The SEC is not really any good. So. That's all I got to say about Mr. Jerry Stackhouse. But, you know, uh, Juwan Howard, also very respected uh, assistant coach in the NBA before this. So, um, you know, there's like there's players, coaches that weren't former players that are really good at coaching players. I mean, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, John Calipari, did he play basketball? Maybe he did, but I feel like he's kind of that guy. Coach K, players, coaches, you know, they're not little evil geniuses. Um. Nick Saban, players coach in football. Has that worn off? Didn't think so. Thanks for coming. Six <laughs> national titles. Uh, so, yeah, I go with Juwan Howard. I don't know if he's cheating or not. I really don't care. I think he's a pretty good coach so far. And he's basically, you know, the torch was handed him by Beeline. When Beeline made a really dumb mistake to go to the Cavaliers and then quit yeah. halfway through the year, which whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I'm sure he feels bad about that. But I have seen some rumblings. People in happy. the Big Ten – People in the Big Ten whose coaches might get fired, they want Beeline. Minnesota, yeah. Indiana. I could see him taking one of those jobs if he becomes available, right? I mean, why not? Yeah. Minnesota makes a lot of sense for him. It's yeah. close to Michigan. Patino has done a terrible job there because he's been there for a million seasons and complains about injuries constantly. Uh, <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, if you look at some Ken Palm and Haslametric stuff, how about top five analytic darlings this season? So Colgate, I assume. They're a net darling, which doesn't really count in my oh, mind. So no. Okay. 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 <laughs> They're a metric darling, but because of the net being incompetent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, San Diego State is definitely that. They're tenth in asymmetrics, nineteenth in Ken Palm. USC is that. They're up there. You know, fourteenth in Ken Palm. Uh, Loyola Chicago is that. They're freaking number one in adjusted defense on Ken Palm, which is amazing. Um, uh. Colorado is that, even though I think they're a little bit overrated. 18th on Ken Palm, 17th in offense. Iowa is that as well, being number one offensively, according to Ken Palm. So now we get to the good part of the show, which is the games of the week. And today there's three games and uh, three games that I picked. I don't know if you picked the same, but what do you got? Um, I got uh, number 18, Texas Tech is going to Oklahoma State. Um, OK, State. Mac McClung, King Cunningham. Oklahoma State won in overtime, uh, the first matchup. And then my other one would be uh, your team, Oregon, is going to play USC tonight. That's a good game. Uh, Big game. Oregon, I like in that game. I think they'll win that game. So don't at me. Uh, Yeah, obviously I do. Um, I did pick Syracuse and Duke just because it's a big game in terms of, like, whoever loses is done going into the ACC tournament. So, I mean, I think they're both already done. But whoever loses is done. Okay. So uh, that's, you know. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, in terms of actually watching it, I'll pass. But it's yeah. it's a big game. 
Um, also, I would also shout out Pepperdine and St. Mary's. Okay. Decently large West Coast Conference game seeding in that tournament, even though if Gonzaga plays in that tournament, they're going to win it. So, uh, um, Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, Illinois goes to Michigan State. Not interested, won't watch. Um, I, and I, I put this up here because Michigan State's one of those teams you don't really know, and then Illinois is one of those teams that likes to play to their competition regardless of how good they are. So, I mean, Minnesota's um, not very good, and they waxed them. That's true. That's you know, but nobody, nobody wins by twenty or thirty in the Big Ten. So, except for Illinois over Minnesota <laughs> twice and Iowa over Michigan State. Yeah, but so I, I just think I think that it's one of those games where uh, will will Illinois show up? Um, and obviously, we do an Illinois podcast, so I'm gonna tomorrow we'll be that. doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, then St. John's goes to play Villanova. Big um, game for St. John's. Yeah, if they can win this game, they're right back on they're the right. freaking. They're right back they're in. Right back in your in your heart. I know that would be two wins over them. So. <laughs> um, and then uh, Kansas goes to Texas. Should be a good one. Um, Texas actually won this first meeting, eighty-four to fifty-nine. Yeah, it was when Kansas Crazy. was at their lowest of lows for the True. season, and True. now Texas is going to be coming off of a game where they blew a 19-point lead in the second half to West Virginia, and mm-hmm. Kansas is coming off of a Saturday win over Texas Tech. So the teams are going in opposite directions right now, and this is all – this is shock of smarts moment. You know, we thought they were going to be uh, very good this season, and they've been very good for most of the season. They had some COVID issues, and now it's time for them to uh, – what some in the business might say, put up or shut up. <laughs> That's right. That is what they say. It is, um, yeah. And then Ole Miss uh, goes to Missouri. Uh, Ole Miss beat Missouri last time they met. Uh, Tillman is back, I believe. Yeah, he is. Um, Missouri really struggled without him, so uh, it's kind of kind of a bounce back game for Missouri, I believe. You think um, Missouri fans are still mad that Illinois ranked ahead, Illinois and Alabama are ranked ahead of them in the, in the AP? Like, imagine being like triggered about the AP poll. The only time that I was mad about it is when that one guy forgot to put Illinois in there, which isn't even that big of a deal at this point, but who cares? Right. I mean, the, the AP is a joke. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, Most it, like, of the people that vote for that they, don't watch the games the AP, Yeah, the AP doesn't matter. Um, it's all about what you do in the conference tournament and, you know, of course, in the, the in March Madness. So, Yeah, Ole Miss is a sleeper team for me in the SEC. I think they can make a bit of a run here. This would staple that and get them a better seed probably somewhere in the middle of that conference. playing pretty well lately, so I can't remember who else they beat, but they beat some teams. They've won a lot of games in a row going into that. You got any games for Tuesday? I have uh, North Alabama Liberty. They played today. Uh, Liberty won that game by 20, but North Alabama is a pretty good team. In the Atlantic Sun, I would say UMass and Richmond's a big game for Atlantic 10 seeding, as mm-hmm. both these teams are pretty middle of the conference. But UMass has been pretty good in conference play to this point. Uh, Akron and Ohio, another important game for max seeding, you know, behind Toledo. Akron's right there at the top. Uh, Akron did mess around a little bit with Northern Illinois and barely beat them last week. Um, St. Louis VCU's a huge game. Uh, in the Atlantic 10, so a couple of big Atlantic 10 ones. Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech has to win this game, and Virginia Tech has to not disappoint. Like I said earlier, Virginia Tech has a tendency to lose bad games and win really good games. Yeah. So uh, Iowa State, Baylor, just because Baylor's back, they haven't played since February 2nd. And, of course, my bull prediction of the week is that Baylor will lose this week. They have three games. They have 
Iowa State, they should win that game. They should win that game by 40. They might win it by 20, though, since they haven't played in three weeks. Mm-hmm. They have Kansas and West Virginia. They will lose one of those games, I think, which I'm still going to think they're a top two team in the country. It's not going to change right. unless Michigan beats the doors off of uh, Iowa. Mm-hmm. So, um, did you say – no, you didn't say UConn at Georgetown? No. I don't Georgetown's best UConn. games – okay, too far. <laughs> Georgetown's best games this season have been against better opponents. Okay. They've played their best games. They uh, they beat Creighton. I think they beat – who did they beat? Did they beat like Xavier or someone last week? I don't know. But George, uh, UConn needs to win this game to stay where they are. Um, also, one of the ones that I put for Wednesday is – I think canceled, so we'll talk about that. What do you got Wednesday? Uh, the only game I got Wednesday uh, in the top 25, Alabama goes to Arkansas. Um, Alabama beat the snot out of Arkansas the first time they met, 90-59. to 59. So, um, yeah. see, see how Arkansas, a little lit, litmus test, as they say in the business. Did you say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't put Indiana Rutgers as a big bubble yeah. matchup. Then, oh, I've been talking about it all game. Did I not? All game? Not. <laughs> all, all podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Xavier Providence is another big bubble maybe game. Because on I already, maybe because I already put it up top, you know? Probably, yeah. Uh, <laughs> East Tennessee State and Virginia Military Institute play on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Middle of the pack SOCON teams. ETSU is 8 and 6, VMI 7 and 7. ETSU won the first game by 11. And then I had Iona and Marist, which is now postponed because I believe Iona is done for the regular season due to a tier one positive test. So that's going to be the most interesting mid major hmm. tournament, the MAAC. Iona could win that. They got Rick Pitino coaching them. They could win that tournament, but uh, we'll see what happens. They've only played nine conference games and now they're done. So, yeah. Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Good day of basketball. Thursday. Uh, West Virginia, like you said earlier, plays Baylor. At four. Um, So, Baylor, like you said, has missed uh, five games in a row. And it was literally the hardest part of their schedule. Uh, They're supposed to play Oklahoma, Texas Tech, West Virginia. Win, 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 win. (laughs) And Oklahoma State. Literally the hardest, hardest schedule part of their schedule they missed um, michigan basically did the same thing but michigan's uh, schedule is still hard to remain yeah, but uh they, this game's at four o'clock central i wonder if it's on espn plus i don't know because the big 12 has that exclusive thing with them because that oklahoma west virginia game is on espn plus which is absurd uh, let's get more people interested in games. Terrible. let's get more people interested in games by putting huge high major games on espn plus i don't even know what that'll get the people interested uh, um, let me guess your other ones. Iowa, Michigan, mm-hmm. big, ben, big, big 10 game. Uh, USC, big Colorado. Game. Did you put that on there? I did because you hate Colorado. Okay. Boise Rogers. State, San Diego State. Uh, obviously. Is that your last one? Do you have any others? Uh, Ohio State goes to Michigan State. And nobody cares about that. Um, Ohio State's still trying to stay on that number one spot. So Oregon, Stanford is a bubble game. So you can check that out. You got a big non-conference game. Western Kentucky and Houston would drastically improve Houston's resume if they beat uh, – or Western Kentucky's resume if they beat Houston. They're trying to up their numbers. Good non-conference game. Uh, my other one was Belmont, Eastern Kentucky. Belmont's been vulnerable a few times in the OVC. Eastern Kentucky's pretty good, 12-5 and five in the uh, conference. And then San Francisco-BYU is my last game. West Coast Conference, San Francisco 
prone to upsetting teams. They beat Virginia this year. They almost beat Gonzaga last year. That'll be a good West Coast Conference game. What do you got Friday? Nothing. It's a, it's a day off for the good teams. You go ahead. Okay, that's a little much. I mean, Loyola <laughs> Chicago plays. Uh, Lipscomb, North Alabama, middle of the pack Atlantic Sun teams. Lipscomb is third. North Alabama is fourth. Uh, they play Saturday as well. Uh, Southern Illinois is loyal, uh, is playing Loyola Chicago. Uh, they could give them some issues, you know. We'll see. They play Saturday too. Nevada, Utah State. Nevada is going to be really good next season. This season they can play spoiler. They beat Boise State twice. And then a big, big, big West game. UC Riverside, UC Santa Barbara, late night, 10 o'clock Central, 11 Eastern on ESPN. UCSB. Not plus, huh? Just ESPN. <laughs> Yeah, they must have not had anything scheduled. I think it might be ESPN 2, actually. It is ESPN 2. Um, UCSB is first in the Big West. UCR, a.k.a. UC Riverside, is third. They'll play on Saturday as well. Big game there. Saturday, what do you got? Uh, Michigan at Indiana. Um, Like, one of the only road games Michigan has left, I'm pretty sure. Um, And uh, I would say that Indiana really needs to – win one of the games this week, right? So, yes. if it's going to be Michigan, I'd be surprised, but um, it'll be a fun game to watch, I think. Maybe it'll be close. Maybe Michigan will win by 30. Who knows? Um, and then I have Texas, Texas Tech. Uh, Illinois plays at Wisconsin for their second matchup of the season. LSU uh, goes to Arkansas. So, good SEC matchup there. Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. Florida State goes to North Carolina. Boise State plays San Diego State again. And then uh, Baylor plays Kansas. Yeah, there's a lot of good games on Saturday. Um, You have Syracuse and Georgia Tech. It's kind of a bubble game. Both teams pretty severely on the outside looking in. One of them it could win. If Syracuse can win tonight and then they win Saturday, maybe they'll be more in the picture. Uh, Bellarmine Liberty. So Bellarmine is tournament eligible. They're ineligible for the tournament at 10 and two Liberty leads for the automatic bid at eight and two going into the conference tournament. This could be an upset special for Liberty in terms of not really even an upset, but like in terms of them playing a team that can't be in the tournament, you know, I had Sienna Iona. That game is postponed or canceled, I guess. So that sucks. Uh, Sienna was number one in the conference would have been a good game. Florida state, North Carolina. Did you say that one? Uh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Belmont, Moorhead State. Belmont, number one in the OVC, undefeated. Moorhead State is number two. They're 14-3. That'll be a really high-level OVC game. Uh, UNC Greensboro, East Tennessee State. UNC Greensboro is number one in the conference. ET, uh, ETSU is 8-6. Creighton and Xavier, I don't know if you said that one. That's a good I game. I did not. I did not see that one. Uh, did you say Louisville-Duke? Whatever you do, don't watch this game. No, I didn't. Does anybody care? <laughs> it's, it's a game that Louisville needs to win, though. Okay. Um, Drake and Bradley. Bradley's not very good, but Drake, no Roman Penn, no Shanquan Hemphill. Going to be tough for them. Uh, then St. Mary's BYU, another late night, up. Uh, you know, decent game in the West Coast Conference. BYU needs to win this game. If they lose this game, watch out for the at-large bids. Uh, Sunday. Uh, Iowa, Ohio State. That's the only game you got? 
Oh no Dayton St. Bonaventure. Dayton's a, an upset special team in the Atlantic 10. Maybe they could beat the Bonnies. I mean, I told you, know. you that I did all the top 25 games. Yeah, I mean, you could you could pick the fun ones. It, it was the rest, the rest was for you. Um, but yeah. yeah, Iowa, Iowa plays Michigan and Ohio State in a span week, of four man. days. Big week. Uh, gonna be huge. So they'll win one of those, I think. I think so too. And I'm definitely not hoping it's Michigan. <laughs> uh UMass and St. Louis. Big A10 game. UMass, you know, big week for them. They could turn some heads. Uh then Nevada, Utah State. Once again, Nevada upset special potentially. We'll find out. Uh let's go to McVick's picks. Yeah, so we didn't do so well last week. Uh we went one and two, I believe. Um so McVick uh, had a snow day last week and decided not to send me any picks. Um, I think there were only three games anyways. Uh, some of these games might have already happened, but I will tell you what he has. I know the two games that haven't happened. He has Texas Tech minus three against Oklahoma State. And then he said that he wouldn't bet the Oregon-USC game. Um, but if he had to, he'd take Oregon plus four. I like the Texas Tech pick, and then uh, and Oregon, obviously. And then he had, and then he picked. Said he picked three favorites. I don't know who these guys are playing. If you want to look that up, Sam Houston minus nine, Moorhead minus eleven, and Mercer minus eight. Uh, Moorhead is up five at the half right now on SIUE. Okay. And then what were Sam the other Houston two? State. Sam Houston plays Lamar at seventy uh, Central. Okay. So minus nine, Sam Houston. And then Mercer. Mercer plays the Citadel in ten minutes. Okay, minus eight. So, so he went two and one in week one, and then we picked last week. We went one and two. One we and lost two. with Washington State and Virginia. We won with uh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga over Way East down yonder on the Chattanooga. Isn't that how that song goes? Don't know. Don't care. All right, watchability index. This is from Heat Check CBB. On Twitter, I just want to throw this up there. Look at that at sign. That's cool. That uh, is not – I don't find that to be the case. But anyway, (laughs) uh, the tweet is good. It says, hi, yes, I'd like to start the week off with Mac McClung versus Kate Cunningham. That's good. Yes. Now, Pepperdine uh, St. Mary's I'm fine with. I think Oregon USC should be in the green over Syracuse Duke. I think Syracuse Duke should be the orange, to be quite honest. I agree. And Evansville Drake, just for the fact of watching Evansville without him or watching Drake without him, Hill and Penn could be interesting, even though Evansville's terrible. Evansville with one of the greatest seasons of all time last year. They went into Rupp and beat a good Kentucky team, a Kentucky team that had quickly and had Hagens, and then their coach impregnated a student, whole big thing. Okay. Uh, great story in Evansville <laughs> last year. Uh, you know, I like Little Rock, Louisiana, Monroe could be interesting. Um, Texas State, Arkansas State as well. Uh, UNCG, West Carolina is happening now. Uh, that game is 77 to 54. UNCG taking care of business. So, uh, yeah. I would, I, mean, as, I would assume that this is ranked by times. That's why Oregon is in the green. No, I think it's it's the times are on the left. And right. The top. So well, you can't put two green ones at one time. I guess. That's stupid. <laughs> well, maybe you should okay. make Ethan Carter heat check CBB. You know what we'll do is we'll just flip Texas State, Arkansas State, and Syracuse Duke because nobody wants to watch Syracuse Duke. <laughs> the game sucks, and it's on ESPN. I'm sure kidding? ESPN thought it'd be a good game when they scheduled that 
eight months. There's ago. no way they can't flex that out, even though it is Duke, so they really have no reason to. But whatever, I just figured we'd look at that. We'll yeah. probably look at it again next Monday. And uh, you know, twenty. You've been days sending right? me those uh, to show me what games to watch, so I appreciate it. It's very good, very good job by them at Heat Check CBB on Twitter. That'll do it for us on hour twenty-two. Not even really that close to. Uh, not even really that close to you know the one last year that was an hour 40. So I got it really bad. So that was good. Uh, we'll be back next Monday. And as well as tomorrow, we'll be doing our line. podcast. We'll see you then had a laugh attack today. That's what happens. <laughs> part of the podcast. Uh, we'll be back next Monday for this and tomorrow for this stuff and all that. Stuff. Yeah, see ya. Have a good one.